Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, guys? My name is Jake Azuski. You can call me Jake Iggy or Iggy for short. This is Iggy's Sports Talk. Wow. Holy crap. What a busy last two or three weeks. Sports is finally, finally coming back, and so are all these interesting topics. It seems like each day, finally, there's actually stuff to report on, there's stuff to get excited about, and after this whole hiatus of these last three months where there has barely been anything to even talk about with sports, really even like positively, it's very nice to finally be able to talk about some exciting subjects, especially with one of my most favorite teams, the New England Patriots. So today, I am going to be talking about the Cam Newton signing. And I couldn't even believe it when it happened. I was, I was so flabbergasted, surprised, whatever adjective you want to use, I could not believe it. Because I was one of the people who was a Patriots fan that was so invested in Jared Stidham and was just so sure that I knew what Bill Belichick was going to be thinking when in reality, I should have learned it's been 20 years of not having any clue what Bill Belichick is going to do either through the season, the draft, through free agency. Nobody has any clue what Bill is going to do or what he is thinking up in his noggin. And it's always been the same exact slogan, trust Bill, trust Bill Belichick. And so I'm going to trust Bill Belichick that this signing of Cam Newton is a fantastic idea because I think it is. I, I think it's a win-win for both teams and I'm going to be talking about that a little bit more in this podcast. But I just could not believe it because I was seeing all these reports of everybody on ESPN, you know, all these different sort of news outlets just trying to push the whole idea of either Andy Dalton or Cam Newton or somebody in the draft just to replace Jared Stidham. And it didn't, it didn't make any sense to me because their whole argument was, well, so why are the Patriots going to allow this fourth rounder to start right after the best quarterback in NFL history? Well... If you think about it, this kid wasn't too bad in college. And he should have gotten drafted in the first round if Auburn was actually good. And it was just so frustrating hearing everything like that. And as a Patriots fan, I was so stubborn and so just close-minded about the whole fact of them signing somebody else. And it's something where with both teams really just being destroyed by the media. Because ever since the Patriots lost against Tennessee... Oh my God, the media's been ripping them apart. And, and all I've heard about since, since that loss against Tennessee is if Brady's going to stay or not. And then we had to hear all about that crap when Brady... It's, it's just... If you're a New England fan, you get me. It's, it's been very rough in New England over the past few months. But I can't say anything. We have been very privileged, especially myself. I'm 21 years old. I've been very privileged the last 20 years as a New England fan. So I, I should just shut up and sort of think about what's been going on with Cleveland what's been going on with all these other cities that haven't been able to be in the position that my teams have been in. But it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in this next season, not only with the Patriots, but with the entire NFL. And I think this, this signing just really just solidifies how new the NFL is. It, it really just reminds me of the uh, NBA free agency last year when you know, the Clippers became this incredible team with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And then when you look at the Lakers with AD and LeBron, it just wasn't the Warriors anymore. You know what I mean? It seemed like with baseball, 
it, it was just already so predictable what was going to happen, you know, throughout the season because you, you already knew that teams like the Yankees, the Astros, you know, the, potentially the Cubs would, would make the playoffs. And it's, it's something where, wow, I was just talking about baseball. Um, <laughs> you already kind of knew that when the season started, teams like the Patriots, you know, all, the, all these top teams were going to make it into the playoffs. And now it actually makes it exciting again to actually have tons of different teams, tons of different new quarterbacks on these new teams, you know, tons of different new star players on these teams. And I'm just so excited for this season to start. And I have a very special guest on with me that I'm going to be having on the show. His name is Gio Rivera, and he's a huge Patriots fan. And I thought, why not get him on the show to talk about his reaction of the Patriots signing Cam Newton? So Gio is actually the founder of an Instagram account called Boston Sports Report. He writes blogs. He does a podcast as well. And if you want to go over and check him out, it's at Boston Sports Report. So let's go and hear what Gio had to say about the Cam Newton side. So today, guys, I have a very special guest on with me, and his name is Gio Rivera. And like I said before, he's the founder of Boston Sports Report. You can go over and follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and also check out their blog site. It's Boston Sports Report. And then their blog site is bostonsportsreport.blog. So how's it going, Gio? Going pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. Hanging in there. And, you know, I'm so excited that sports is finally coming back. I feel like every single time I, I try to think of a podcast sort, sort of topic, I, I really just have to search into – some, something kind of interesting because there's nothing to really even report on right now. It's, it's really kind of weird. No, I can definitely relate to that. It's, uh, it's good to finally get a sense of normalcy, you know, with, with the revive, you know, sports coming with the NBA, um, you know, the MLB finally reaching an agreement. It felt like forever we were uh, waiting on that, but yeah, it's it, definitely it a good crazy. time to be a sports fan. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. It was, it was crazy with the MLB and it was, it was actually kind of funny. Uh, when I when I was just doing the intro, I, I by accidentally started talking about baseball when I, w I was focusing on football. <laughs> it's just because the, it's it's been so tough to be able to really sort of keep up with everything that's going on. And you know, at one point we had football free agency, and that was the only thing to talk about. And now finally baseball is back, and now it's just a re resurgence of of stuff to talk about, especially with everything with the coronavirus and that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, getting on to the Cam Newton topic, which th this whole episode is about, because, I mean, I don't know about you. I, I could not believe it. I, I, saw, I saw the notification on my phone, and I, I thought it was fake. I was, I was like, no way that this is real. Uh, it's, it's funny. Me and uh, a few of my friends who do the radio station, we occasionally podcast back in college when, you know, us being on campus was an actual thing, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Um. We we discussed the possibility. I I was all in on taking this flyer personally. It's it's not it's more so the timing that surprised me than the actual signing itself. I think you know the whole low risk high reward potential sort of thing with New England is is something that makes sense within the signing. But for it to come, you know, at this point, I, I believe I wrote it was like three months and like ten days he signed in free agency. But That's crazy. That's the only thing that really surprised me was, you know, last minute, oh, yeah, by the way, let's pick up Cam Newton out of nowhere when all the Stidham hype was, was on the rise. 
Exactly. And that was the one biggest thing that like really surprised me because I was just, I, I was just a Pats fan and more so of just an NFL fan. I was just so heart set on Sidham. I, I, I said in the intro, sort of, I tried to guess what Belichick was going to think and, and you just never know what Bill Belichick is going to do. And it's, it's funny because when everybody was sort of talking about this whole subject of Cam Newton signing with the Pats, every, everybody described it as, Yep, it's very Patriots esque. Like this is this is a mm-hmm. Patriots kind of signing. No, I totally agree, and especially when you have you know absolutely no interest from the other like thirty one organizations in football, you're just leaving them on a on a silver platter for everybody to just for the Patriots to just swoop in. And if there's one head coach you don't want, you know, digging in on a former MVP from half a decade ago, it's Bill mm-hmm. Belichick. He can easily revitalize his team and and. um I'm I'm 100% looking forward to what he can do with Cam Newton. I mean, it's it really is kind of crazy to me uh, because everybody is putting so much disrespect on Cam Newton's name. And when you just really look at it, like you just said, it's it's half of a decade away of him being in his absolute prime when he won the MVP, when he brought his team to the Super Bowl. And it's not like this kid hasn't been in the Pro Bowl three times. And it's not like he isn't still a good quarterback. Yes, he has had injuries for the last three seasons, and two of the injuries has been in his shoulder. But it's something where, like, you're they're starting to describe him, like as as like a bust. And I'm I'm over here looking at Cam Newton as a top ten, top five quarterback. Oh, I hundred percent agree with you. I think there's a few interesting things we got to consider with you know the Patriot fans that currently sit today. There's the Stidham people who don't know a damn thing about Jared Stidham besides his name. Mm-hmm. Um, who, you know, easily want to buy in on him being the quarterback, having never seen a damn highlight of the guy. And, you know, there's the actual ones who are well aware of what Cam Newton was doing not too long ago. We got to consider the fact that this guy's bouncing back from injuries. It's not like in the past few seasons he hasn't shown you that he can still perform, you know, regardless of it being minuscule or large or what the extent of it might be to you. This guy can still perform at a high level. And again, we are in the AFC East division. We're not competing with a whole lot here. If we can slip out of here with 10 wins or whatever, that's great. It's, you know, I think the thing that we need to understand what this shows you is perhaps Bill Belichick isn't as sold or confident in Jared Stidham being the guy next year as right. everybody thought. And mm-hmm. that that kind of plays into Bill Belichick's whole, like, 3D chess sort of method where – by holding on to Stidham, by bringing back Hoyer, you know, that, that re-signing from a few months back, it gets everyone else thinking, all right, that's their guy. They're established. That's it. It's sort of like the Danny Ainge type of thing where he's sort of playing with everybody else in the front office. Um, that that It opens that gate for Cam Newton where there wasn't any market for him, but it then opens up the perfect door for, you know, the greatest system to sort of help him revive himself. So I'm 100% looking for Newton. I'm rooting for Newton to be the guy next season. I mean, especially with the deal that the Patriots got for him, yes. $550,000 guaranteed. And when you look at the numbers, there's guys like you even just brought up one of them, Jared Stidham, Josh, Josh Dobbs, and then Blaine Gabbert. Like they're all making more than what Cam Newton is making right now. But when you really just look at the whole facts, obviously Cam is making 23 to 25 million from the Panthers because they released him. I mean, how can you not just take that deal? I, I mean, as as a Patriots fan, I, I was I was very surprised that the Patriots were the only team 
that really even made an offer. I thought like I, it was so funny when, when I heard the Browns like were were interested. I'm like, what? Come on, come on. The Browns are going to try uh, what? They're going to try the 24th quarterback and what, since 1999. <laughs> come on. But I mean, just just even teams like the Jaguars, like teams who actually like need a quarterback. I, I mean, they have they have Minshew, but I mean, in my opinion, you don't really know what you're getting with Minshew. So I mean, it it, it was definitely a surprise for me that that they went out and did get him. Like I said, just because I was just so hard set on Stidham. Oh, I I understand that completely. And you know, a bunch of people in England were hard set on Stidham, but I I think we need to take even if you know you're one of those New England fans that aren't a pro cam guy in this, what this really shows is that Belichick isn't all in on the whole rebuild thing just Mm -hmm. about yet. You know, when you bring Cam Newton in here, Cam Newton isn't a rebuild level quarterback. It's a flyer. Yes. Nevertheless, it's, it's, it's an investment with potentially very high reward. You're not bringing in, you know, a, a, a low tier quarterback. You're bringing in a guy who, a few years ago, not too long ago, led a Panthers team to 15 wins. Right. Being one of only two guys in history, aside from Tom Brady, who's ever done that in the NFL. Not saying those were my expectations, him entering New England. Obviously, we have a lot of holes on the offense, which I'm still concerned today. But, you know, being a Patriots fan and what I sort of expected next year to look like for this upcoming season, I see this as a positive light moving forward for the New England Patriots personally. I mean, I, I honestly just can't wait for the swagger that is going to be going into Foxborough week one. Seriously. Well, because if you just think about I mean, Gronk said it. Brady said it. That's why they're both in Tampa right now. New England's boring. And now that we got the swagger back, now that we got the Superman King, you know, I mean, like it's it's. I'm very excited because I started watching like highlights of him like juking out guys. I'm like, oh, boy, I can't wait to see that this next year. But just like the whole fact of when you really just look at where both of these, I, I guess, I guess the Patriots and Newton, where they both are sort of in, looked at in the media, they've been getting ripped apart over mm-hmm. the last three to four to five months. And it's something where it's just going to be so much motivation for reassurance for the entire league, for media. You, you know what I mean? They're just going to have so much on their back that just like a chip on their shoulder that they cannot wait just to just show off like what they have. And I just, I just cannot wait for it. No, I a hundred percent agree. That's why I, I, I wrote also on the blog, this is like a perfect sort of, sort of storm. You got two parties mm-hmm. who were counted out who have the, you know, picture perfect, like golden ticket opportunity to really do something next year. And you know, what other head coach and system would you like to see cam newton it, it's just it's perfect you saw Stephen a's reaction on twitter that was my same reaction i'm 100 percent pumped to see this and you know from a patriots fan's perspective how can you root against this guy there's exactly. obviously you know the concerns of the off-field you know post-game stuff him not wanting to wear a tie or whatever you know all that that sort of stuff nevertheless this is a good sign for the Patriots, a good sign that Belichick still remains invested in mm-hmm. in this team. And I'm, I'm 100% pumped, man. I, I wish the season would start tomorrow, honestly. I, I wish, too, honestly, because, I, I mean, I, I said it in the intro, this really starts to feel like the NBA offseason from last year, you know what I mean, when the whole league sort of, like, flipped upside down where the Warriors weren't the only best team in the league. And – 
you know, you really look at the NFL and, you know, th- there was there was some teams where you kind of looked at them and you're like, yep, that team's going to be in the playoffs. But now you, you just really don't have any idea. And then sort of what you said with the, with the coaching staff, I mean, I guess uh, there was a quote that came out from ESPN in, in 2017. Belichick said that Newton is the NFL's best mobile quarterback. And then when you just look at the marriage, the marriage between Newton and McDaniels, I mean, holy crap. I, I mean, th- they've already been running a run-heavy offense already with Brady cl- declining. And then so- somebody brought something uh, up on ESPN that I didn't even think about. Remember, remember McDaniels in Denver with mm-hmm. Tebow? And then they made the playoffs. I, I mean, he, pre- he pretty much is going to run the same exact offense this next season. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, it, it's, it's kind of funny when you consider those things. It, it's like this sort of brings the question, how ahead of the game was Bill Belichick on this versus all of us? Personally, I think this was something he's entertained for quite some time now. Yep. Obviously, you saw a reaction during the NFL draft from Patriots fans like on Twitter. Oh, we didn't select a QB. What's he thinking? This and that. Statham's <laughs> the guy, I guess. I, I feel this is just another example of Belichick being 10 steps ahead of us, of the rest of the league, yeah. in snagging Cam Newton. And and like you said, these are thoughts that not only run through our heads, they're not only conspiracy theories. These are things that he considers months ahead. I agree. And, and it's something where when, when I was listening to the whole reaction from everybody at ESPN, I guess there came out a report that every single time the Panthers put Newton on the trade block, Patriots were the first one to call and they'd asked him about his physical, about how he's feeling. And this was not just in the last year or so. This has been over the last two years. And so, like you said, I, I mean, Bel- Belichick has been essentially maybe planning on doing this for the last two or three years. And, you know, obviously it came out that there could have been a possibility that Belichick maybe quarter sort of tried to trade Brady to the 49ers is not 100% true. Who knows? Uh, but it, it's something where maybe Brady felt like he wasn't being focused on by Belichick. And then Belichick maybe was looking more towards Stidham, more towards other guys. And then sort of what, what I was saying before with how people are really discounting Cam Newton with the injuries. I mean, when you just look at it, the guy missed 16 of the last 32 games due to a foot injury and a shoulder injury. And and so it's something where you really got to look at it as with how – if he the Patriots offensive line was last year, how is he going to really perform in this next season? Yeah. Um, expectation wise, I, I do have, I do set the bar fairly, I guess, high for Cam Newton going next season. But then again, I, I, I can't really set it right now based on what we have weapons wise. We, we can't, you know, we were doing the same thing with Brady where, you know, guys were discrediting him and we were instantly hitting him with the rebuttal. Like, do you realize what he has there offensively? You can't have right. Julian Edelman next year being triple teamed, and that's your really only premier option. It's going to be Edelman, or they're going to, you know, catch Cam Newton rushing past the offensive line. What? There's still more to be done with this Patriots team. Nevertheless, worst case scenario, if Newton doesn't perform, you're not throwing Stidham instantly in the fire, which is what you would be doing right now. Had he been your, you know primary guy or number one guy or the clear-cut option if it's him and just Brian Hoyer right and then when you really just think of I mean we we keep on bringing up Stidham and and it's something where I I still do have a strong belief that Stidham is the future in New England and the reason I believe that is because Belichick time and time again has put him in the perfect position to learn 
from very experienced people. When you, I mean, even Jordan Palmer said it, the, the, one of the top college coaches or, or trainers uh, for draft picks going into the draft, he pretty much said Stidham had the MIT like classes for a quarterback when you have Brady and Hoyer, and then you have Hoyer again this next season. And then when you really think about the impact that Cam Newton could have on a guy, young guy like Jared Stidham, with the ups and downs that he has had, I mean, the guy's gone to the freaking Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And it's something where he's able to help Stidham get that sort of mental mindset and really be able to groom him into a very tough and strong, you know, young quarterback. Because we always see it. When guys go into that pocket, in the when they first get into the NFL, they're very jittery. They don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? They're very inexperienced. And then, you know, they fumble it here and there. They get sacked left and right. They throw interceptions. They throw incomplete passes all over the place. So, in my opinion, I, I really think that uh, Newton is going to be with the Patriots for one season and that Stidham is, is honestly the future. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with that notion or that idea. I Again, I'm, I don't really have much of a take yet on Stidham. I'm pretty ignorant, honestly, when it comes to the guy. But – with that being said, I'm also not going to jump to conclusion on whether or not, you know, sort of I'm highly invested on him. I think this, again, is the, as you just said, it's like the perfect scenario for him to be. He -hmm. was under Brady's tutelage last year. He's under a former Super Bowl appearing MVP rookie of the year, 15 win season Cam Newton this year. Um, it's, it's, it's the perfect situation for him to be in where he can take a backseat. Maybe he plays a few games. I think, uh, ESPN projected, Cam Newton to play 13 weeks of Stidham's three weeks. I don't mind that necessarily. Yeah, um, be interesting. Yeah, and and again, it's a perfect situation for him to, to, again, take a year, sort of, you know, gain whatever you can gain from these guys. And we've seen what Belichick can do with, with you know, experienced quarterbacks. You saw with, oh, sorry, with inexperienced quarterbacks, I should mm-hmm. say. You saw Garoppolo, obviously he's, you know, become what he is. You saw the same thing with Jacoby Brissett when he was here and he took over for that, that deflate gate sort of situation after Garoppolo went down against Miami in that game. Yes. I'm confident in Bill Belichick being able to mold young quarterbacks out of college. Nevertheless, with that being said, I'm also in no rush to seeing that with this current Patriots team, because with Stidham coming, you see offensively with the weapons, he doesn't have a whole lot to work with. He doesn't have mm-hmm. the Gronk. He doesn't have the Antonio Brown. He doesn't have, you know, the Julian Edelman that you would have not being double, triple covered, knowing he's perhaps the most elite wide receiver you have going out there. So I don't sort of, you know, see any reason to rush Stidham out there yet. I'm 100% sold on Newton being the guy next season. And, you know, let's see what he can do and make our determination based on that for – 2021 and it's it's really kind of crazy to me because i mean i feel like a lot of patriots fans have have absolutely zero confidence in jared stidham and, and, and you said it you said it sort of at the start of the show that that either, either people don't haven't watched any second of his highlights haven't researched anything and just look at the plain view of him being a fourth round pick and i just really look at that and say look at look at his look at his game against Alabama and, and, and tell me what you think. Because, uh, boy, did he look like an NFL quarterback. And with the weapons he had, if you, if you look at how many drops those wide receivers had with how many touchdowns, how many first downs that could have been in those perfect passes that Jared Stidham threw, I, I, I think, I think uh, a lot of people would change their mind about Stidham. 
And and then, oh my God, all I was listening to this morning when uh, I was I was researching this podcast was his four passes in the NFL and how that's going to dictate the rest of his career. And yeah, listen, <laughs> yeah, so, somebody somebody threw a pick six. Uh, I j- let's just wait until the guy is holding the freaking Lombardi Trophy in the next three years or so. Um, but just my my thought on the whole fact of it is is when you really look at Stidham is going to have two years with Nikhil Harry. You know what I mean? On first and second team, he's going to have a full season to practice with Devin Asasi, the new tight end. And by the way, I think that kid's going to be a freaking beast. He's the fastest tight end I've seen since Aaron Hernandez. But I mean, when you really just think about it, Stidham just gets another year to, to really work with these guys and really be able to perfect his craft because uh, Diana uh, Rosari from ESPN tweeted, I spoke over the text with an AFC East head coach on Cam Newton and the Patriots. And they said, I think they're going to keep three quarterbacks, use Cam Newton perhaps as the wild card. And I actually don't see him starting week one in the offense. And one thing for a fact, the Patriots love Jarrett Stidham. And so I'm just curious, do you see, you know, Cam Newton leading the Patriots to the playoffs? I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibilities. I think, you know, I think that sort of, potential for resurgence is certainly within Cam Newton and I think again he's in the perfect you know situation to dig deep and to pull that out but again there's still a lot of holes as I said with this Patriots team that's the real thing that worries me is Mm -hmm. you know you saw you kind of saw it where people were quote-unquote exploiting Tom Brady's weaknesses last season nevertheless there was a lot that played into that there were some questionable calls you saw against Houston you know, that, that flag challenge against Kansas City, which lost that game. There was one in Baltimore there, that, that, you know, were attributed to Bill Belichick. Then there were the obvious holes of Mohamed Sanu not at all playing up to par to the expectations that we set for him when we acquired him. Yep. There was Nikhil Harry who struggled. There was, you know, all these sort of, you know, things. Julian Edelman, who was absolutely exposed. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was due to the fact that he was heavily covered, maybe more than you can even indicate towards his entire career yeah those holes still remain in new england today that's the big worry that's why i i'm I'm saying bringing stidham so quickly doesn't necessarily make sense and with this team today are we really getting an accurate sort of you know determination as to what cam newton is today for you know just this team alone I don't think it's necessarily fair. I still think there's a lot of work that needs to be done with this New England team for the offseason. They need to bring in some sort of weaponry of, of, of some sort. You indicated those, those, those young guys who, you know, those guys will be ready by the time Stidham is set for the stage to be the Patriots quarterback. I agree. I do have one question, nevertheless. What do you think the Patriots should do if um, Cam Newton performs sort of beyond the expectations that we set. Say we make a deep playoff run and we fall short to Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. Is that a sign that we bring him back? Here's the thing. I, I with, with any other team, I would say yes. I just don't see Bill Belichick handing out a 25 to $20 million paycheck to any anybody. I mean, he wouldn't even do it with Brady. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's played he's paid Brady $15 million. I mean, he... He paid Brady twenty million dollars one year out of his twenty years here. The last for the last nineteen years, he paid him twelve to fifteen million dollars as a as a mediocre quarterback. And yes, Brady Brady said yes to that so he could help out the team. But as we just saw this last season, 
the reason he left was because the Patriots weren't going to pay him. And so mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a tough situation with, with if Cam is a freaking superstar and he goes out. You know, I, I really think that a lot of New England fans are going to uh, be very upset with Belichick that he doesn't pick him up because I, I don't think he will j- just because the whole money factor of it. And, and, and it's really the whole fact of if Cam Newton didn't lower his price, he wouldn't be in a Patriots uniform right now, in my opinion. Uh, but still as a 32-year-old quarterback going into your 32, 33-year-old season, I still see him going with Stidham. Um, I, I really don't see them going the whole Garoppolo route of, of four years. I really only think that they did that because Brady was, was in the driver's seat and was doing so well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it was really very frustrating during this offseason with the lack of, you know, focus on, you know, the offense. And it was something that I was very upset with during the draft and that sort of stuff. But I, I, I mean, it's, it's something that as a Patriots fan, we always got to remember, got to trust Belichick. You always got to trust Belichick. And that's something where I, I, I really do see the Patriots going to the playoffs this year. And I think that they're going to surprise a lot of people. And uh, with Stidham and Newton, I love the whole story. It's kind of like a Brady-esque story, story you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where everybody is just j- just having no confidence in either of them. And they're just going to go all Brady and, and just shock the world. That's what I think is going to happen. Oh, I, you know, I don't <laughs> – that's not something I – again, that's, that's something I can see taking place next year. My Again, my only concern is the lack of depth within the depth chart itself. I don't even know who the Patriots' current kicker is, and you know that's that's my it's like that own. fourth round pick guy. I, th- I think he's like he's like the th- uh, fourth or fifth round pick kid that we got. I don't know what I'm remember. Yeah, well, there you go. That's his name, the fourth or fifth round pick. Yeah, guy. something um, like that. Yeah, uh, it's that's that's sort of my only worry. I think, you know, I, I'm again, I'm a hundred percent rooting for Cam Newton. I've sort of you know mentioned in my article, which I think is something really important. You haven't seen a whole lot of like black success with a black quarterback here in New England. Again, I said Jacoby Brissett was the only yeah, one yeah. with three games that, that ever played as a quarterback here in New England. It's something I'm 100% pulling for, especially in, in the state of America that we're currently living in with all that sort of transpired within the past few months. Exactly. It's, it's something that I 100% value in Cam Newton and – um I'm, I'm I'm pulling for the guy. I think this this is the perfect opportunity for him to sort of revitalize himself. I think even aside from 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 injuries and everything, the market was incredibly unfair to him, considering what we know he can do, what we know he has done, how we know quarterbacks are 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 in in the league, and how many very bad ones there are, how many very bad ones have been paid. Um, yeah. I, again, I I just I wish Week One was starting tomorrow and. And that that's really where I stand right now. Yeah, I, I mean, especially in Boston. I mean, you really don't think about it until you hear all the stuff with the Red Sox and Fenway and that sort of stuff of how racist Boston is. Mm-hmm. And it's something where I, I, I completely agree with you. It's it's so important in this in this time in America. And it's it's something where you even saw a guy like Jamal Adams praise Coach Belichick yeah. for, for yeah. taking the chance on Newton. And you never really see I, – I mean, that's kind of like – Derek Jeter praising like Ortiz. Obviously, it's not like the same thing. But when mm-hmm. when do you ever see a Jets player praising Belichick, you know, <laughs> you, ju- you just don't see it. It's but sacrilegious. So, but so I mean, 
yeah, like like we've talked about in this whole episode, the season is kind of like, or the expectations are there, but the season of, of like where we think of what is going to happen is, is sort of all up in the air. So I'm curious, lastly, just like, what is your prediction uh, for the record for the Patriots this next season? Because honestly, my my prediction before uh, this new signing, and we just did them, it was nine and seven or ten and six. No, it's good. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm at the ten and six mark as well. I think, you know, obviously when when it gets to those games like Kansas City and whatnot, you're gonna struggle. But as far as the division goes, I think I'm a hundred percent confident that that Cam Newton and that that Bill Belichick are going to combat and they're going to, they're going to take care of that. It's those games that, you know, like you saw with the 2018 Red Sox, I know I'm going back off into baseball where I'm just like super freaking excited for that to come back. (laughs) But you know, you saw with that team, it's all about sort of taking care of those games that you're supposed to win. Obviously, I don't know if that's sort of the case, you know, projection wise with, with Cam Newton being the quarterback and Tom Brady being gone. Nevertheless, they're the Patriots and I still have those expectations for them when it comes to this division which is why I'm not so worried. I looked up the stats um, for Cam Newton division-wise, and within playing eight games, he's played against, I believe it was the AFC, the AFC in total, all the AFC divisions. He's had the most success within the AFC East as far as wins, yards, um, touchdown total, whatever. I see that success continuing, especially being now with Bill Belichick. I think they're going to take care of the AFC East um, opponents and, and, and beyond that. And I, I see a 10 win season, honestly. I agree with that. You know, Joe, it'll be really interesting. And I really appreciate you coming on the show today to, to share your thoughts. And for everybody out there who's listening, go over to Boston Sports Report and give them a follow. I appreciate that. Um, as always, you know, whenever you want me on, I'm available. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.